Hello, everyone. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars. I'm your host, Rhonda Head, and coming to you live from Begetti, Manitoba, in Opaskwia Cree Nation. I'm in the heart of Opaskwia Cree Nation, and welcome to our show. I have my 51st guest this evening, and, and before uh, I introduce you to my awesome guest, I just want to thank um, the Manitoba government for um, get, giving me the stay-at-home grant to do this show online, um, Indigenous Superstars. I'm really appreciative that they that they gave me a grant. Of course, I had to apply apply for it, and uh, I got some got myself some new equipment for the show, and I'm really excited. I got a real nice nice computer, and has it has a a better screen quality that I, that I could see already, and the sound it sounds great too. So I, I, once again, I want to thank the uh, Manitoba government for the stay at home program that they launched during the holiday season and uh, was successful in, in uh, getting the grant. So thank you very much, uh, Manitoba, Manitoba government. I also want to announce that, uh, that I, I released a, a, a teaser campaign for a song that I'm going to be releasing on January 8th, that's my song, Kisagiten, I Love You. I recorded it with the Prague Orchestra from the Musiversal Company in the UK. So I'm really, really excited that that um, it's going to be released. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song with, with the orchestra. And I want to thank Charles Cousins for, for arranging the music and and uh, Universal Prague Orchestra and and the production team in the UK and and also Andrew Legany who who did the piano part here in in uh, in Canada. So I'm really excited. It's an international collaboration, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. And and also my my cover was done by uh, the amazing Gabriel Ayala, his artwork, and and uh, it's a real beautiful cover with um, an indigenous woman wearing a red dress and she's just singing out to, in, in an opera house and it's really beautiful and and I also want to thank Brianne Allen for doing the graphics on my album cover. Hi Othana, thanks for, for uh, joining us tonight and uh, uh, now I'm going to go into reading our next, into my next guest bio and my next guest is Andrea Menard the beautiful Andrea Menard. Andrea Menard is an accomplished Métis singer, songwriter, actor, speaker, wellness trainer, retreat host, and the founder of the Sacred Feminine Learning Lodge. As seen in USA Today, Andrea is a top influencer in feminine leadership and trains people to lead like a goddess. An advocate for rematriation and reconciliation, Andrea helps women, men, and all gendered people to name, reclaim, and embody the qualities of the sacred feminine. She is also the author of Seeds from the Sacred Feminine Wisdom Cards. Born in Manitoba, Andrea is a proud member of the Métis Nation of Canada. Her Métis family originates from St. Laurent, Manitoba, and then settled in the Interlake region of Treaty 2 territory. Andrea's, car- Andrea's carries the name Scutia Equa, which means firewoman in Anishinaabe, and the Cree name Nutigueo Yutin, which means grandmother wind. 
please help me welcome the beautiful Andrea Menard. Today, sister. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so awesome for you to be here with me. I know I have to apologize to the to the to the audience because we had some um, time zone issues, but we have got it settled. <laughs> that was me. We got it figured out. I'm in Manitoba and Andrea's in Vancouver, and there's a two hour time difference, and it happens because I, I uh, interview guests from all over the place, and we're dealing with different time zones and logistics. So, so I'm glad that we got to make it happen. <laughs> Me too. So how have you been, Andrea? Well, I have to say, you really excited me when you talked about your symphony show, because I'm up to my eyeballs in symphonies over the last month. I'd love to talk about that. Yes, 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 for sure. I want to talk about that. uh, But before we get into that, I have have a question. Um, How did you get into music? What inspired you to get into that? Oh, well, you know what? Like many of our families, my dad was uh, like the king of the kitchen party. Like he was the guy that, you know, he wasn't background music. You know, when our families get together, like my dad was the star of the show and my mom harmonized with him. So I grew up with good singing. Like I thought he was an amazing guitar player. Turns out he's actually not. (laughs) He always could accompany himself really well. But uh, he was king of the kitchen party and my mom harmonized. So I grew up with really good voices. And when I wanted to find my spot in the limelight, like I would find that I could hear another harmony on top. And it's like I started and it was all by ear. So all my family, when none of us are trained, but we all learn by ear and we all learn, um, you know, we have that feeling way of singing um, through the heart and through the ear. And so I I basically came into it like that. And because my dad was going to wanted to be the next Buddy Holly, but he didn't know he was allowed to do that. He didn't know, you know, he was supposed to work for a living and and he he has a family, you know, so he never followed his dream. And so I grew up thinking, well, you were just good at it. You didn't do it for a living. You know, took me a long time to get to a place where I'm like, people do this. How? Where do you go? Do you get paid? (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so you're you're uh, saying earlier about the symphony. Can you tell us about what you've been up to with, with in regards to the symphony? Well, yeah. I mean, you read in my bio that I'm doing lots of things, right? Like, I I I used to be singer, actor, writer. You know, these things that kind of were interconnected all the time. But then it's like I started to grow. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I'll be fifty in a couple of days. You know, because I'm getting older, it's like my desires to help the community seems to be growing. And then it's to help the wider community too. It's like, I I just want to help do my part in this world, however I can, you know? And, and so in a way, I'm not singing very much. I haven't really released an album in years. I released a single here and a single here and then a single here. But, you know, I just thought, well, maybe I'm not doing it much. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not being called in that direction very much. Yes, that's what you think. And then <laughs> and out of the blue, I get this phone call from the Regina Symphony Orchestra, Gordon Gerard, who's a friend. I've, I've actually worked with them before. Um, and he said, Andrea, we've canceled our entire season. 
the Regina Symphony, and we are just booking in three months st stints because of COVID. And we are wondering if you can do something before Christmas, like meaning we're booking until December. So can you do something in that time? And I went, oh, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> and I decided to just quickly, you know, because I did have charts for another show, but a lot of them were my jazz songs. And this time with the landscape of where we're at, I just wanted to be my Métis self. I wanted to bring in my culturally specific music. I wanted all of me on that stage, not just my jazz girl that can appeal to anybody. I wanted I wanted me on that stage. So I went about kind of finding songs and getting finding a grant here and there to get songs. Like I have a new song that I just released called Where's God in This Place? And it's about residential school survivors. And it's been sitting in my back pocket for three and a half years. And because of this invitation, I decided to get it ready. I decided to get it orchestrated. And Return of the Bell of Batosh is my song about our big ceremony of the return of the bell in 2013. You know, so I wanted to bring these onto the stage with me. And and so I did. Um, and, and, and I hired uh, Lucas Walden, who is the uh, uh, the conductor in residence in Edmonton at the Edmonton, Regina, uh, Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. And I didn't know how well connected he is. He's sort of calling all these in, symphonies saying, you got to hear Andrea. And so I just had a gig with the Toronto Symphony too. <laughs> so I'm like, what? It, you know, when it rains, it pours. You know, I haven't, I couldn't have dreamed of getting on these stages a couple of years ago. Right, Rhonda? Right. Anyway, yeah. So it's oh, so man. exciting. So I know what you mean. <laughs> I know. What's with yours? Hello. With yeah, well, with mine, like my, I had my song scored for a couple of years already. I just let it sit there for a while, and I was just waiting for an opportunity to come up for me for a symphony, symphony to actually play it. But I didn't think I was going to record it, and I found a, a a company in in the UK that would do it because I couldn't afford the 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 um, symphonies here in Canada because they're because oh. of the their um. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, union. 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 So I couldn't afford the union. And, and uh, this company came up and I contacted them. And then the ball was rolling and we recorded in November. And, and it's been so exciting. Like uh, uh, the song sounds so beautiful. And mm -hmm. it's the first time they, they um, recorded a song with an Indigenous person. And in the indigenous and in an indigenous language, so it's really I'm really proud of it, and and I can't wait to release it. And I'm doing a, like a big, I'm going to pr really promote it too, because a lot of people need to hear it. I have a weird, I can't wait. Yeah, and it's my second song that I got um, scored. My first song was 500 years, and and uh, I want to do more. So we should we should uh, do it some kind of symphony show right well, yeah and i maybe i can pass on some like your name to others so because this is the reason i wanted to be on these stages so i can pave the way for others you know i know right. otherwise i think i'm the first metis person like to have a full pops concert and i'm like well i don't want to be the last i want to be right. able to it's so pave exciting. The way. it's so exciting and and uh yeah i is your show going to be streamed online or how are they doing your show? Well, the Regina Symphony Orchestra was not set up for that. So it got canceled. Oh, okay. moment because, oh. But because we were live, but we got into a couple of rehearsals and we're going to be postponed till the spring. So that's going to be live.
But the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, for those who are listening right now, um, I'm actually, I, I, it's not my full show, but I'm on their holiday pops. So the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, tso.ca, and then click on holiday pops, and you can buy the show to stream for 22 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that. And it runs until January 3rd. So people That's can so watch awesome. some of my tunes. I think That's there's four cool. or five of my tunes, original That's tunes. Yeah. That is so awesome. I sang out uh, O Canada and Cree with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, that it was pretty that. exciting. <laughs> That's a big deal, isn't it? Oh, totally. Totally. I uh, there's a lot of people uh, tuning in. Um, Tammy Martin says hello from Yellowknife, Constant, uh, my friend Constant. Uh, Connie says Tansy, Rhonda, and, and Andrea. That's it. Uh, Sandy Bay says, Hello, ladies, gorgeous. It's Miss Sandy Bay. Hey. We're saying two, two amazing women, and hi, you are amazing, sharing sisters. And I have a oh, great crazy home. Hey, sister. <laughs> so, with that, are you ready to sing your first song? Sure. You know, I thought I would. Um, I would sing a rattle song because it's, I don't know, it's a full moon night, like a really powerful full moon, by the way, folks. So um, I thought I would sing a song that I was commissioned to write from a young Métis playwright, an actor who asked me to write a love song, like a, a love song. And this Michif dialect is from the St. Paul de Métis um, area in Alberta. Um, and it's it's one of those love songs that you reach higher. It's uh, and my dog is barking. Please, Jack, stop barking. <laughs> um, and it's it's basically what I'm saying in Michif. Um, this dialect is I honor you. You walk with me. I walk with you. I respect you. I respect you. Okay. Yeah, 
great that's wonderful thank you so much for sharing that song very beautiful and perfect for our beautiful full moon that's going on that's right out in the heavens right now yeah so i have a question to ask you about when you were an actress um you were acting on blackstone Mm -hmm. and you were nominated five times for gemini and the gemini is is equivalent to an oscar right in canada the Gemini are the are equivalent to the uh, Emmys. Oh, the Emmys. Okay. Yeah. Well, nowadays, yeah. 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 Nowadays, we have the Canadian Screen Awards, but when I was doing most of it, that was um, it's it's it, they were called the Gemini's, and then you had the Genies for film and the Gemini's okay. for. But now they're all in one called the Canadian Screen Awards. Okay. Yeah. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, I have had a few projects of my own that I burst with, of course, you know, a team and production companies and stuff. And the first was The Velvet Devil. And that is my first album. And it's the the story. It was a one woman show that I wrote, which became a CD, which became a radio play and which became I toured across the country. And then it became a made for television movie for CBC. So it was kind of a big deal. It was like this little bush girl just, you know, had to learn all these industries in order to, you know, birth this thing. So it was a long process. And and I was nominated for that for best performance. And that was a big deal because that came from me, you know. And then I was part of, I, I actually won a Gemini with um, Wapus Bay, which if, if all the Cree speakers out there and on IPTN, that we had a Cree version. I was not on the Cree version. <laughs> the Cree version and the English version. And I played Korum and Sarah and I with one of the voices on that animation show. Fabulous, fabulous show, Wapus Bay. And, um, and then my second show that I did for television was called Sparkle. And we did that on IPTN. Um, uh, and that ran for several seasons on APTN during the holiday season, during the season. And, um, that was, I was nominated for an award in that one. Um, oh, and then for Rabbit Fall, where that was, um, a show that was, you know, cause, uh, it was a, it was a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a mystery, you know, sci-fi kind of fantasy kind of uh, show. And what else? And Malkinson Flats. 
Constance Craven said he, he that she loved the Velvet Devil. Oh, somebody saw it. Who said that? Constance Craven. Oh, Constance, my thank you. From yeah, my friend. From Man, if, if you saw the Velvet Devil, then that was pretty special because not many people did. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So can you can you tell us about uh, lead lead like a goddess that you started up? Yeah, you know, just as COVID hit, you know, all of these events that I was starting to develop were um, all about, you know, doing things in person. But okay, so Lead Like a Goddess comes out of, as you'll see running across the screen is I'm the founder of the Sacred Feminine Learning Lodge. And that took a while for me to put my finger on what it is that I really do. And you said it in my bio, and it's... I realized that as an actress and as a singer, I am I am very good at accessing my emotions and expressing them. I got really good. I wasn't good, but then I got um, I got to be very good at it. And I recognize that in our communities and everywhere that people are just not, especially in our communities, we've got a lot of wounds in our emotional bodies, right? And I thought, wow, we we need help with that. And then. On the, in the bigger, um, bigger picture, I recognize that overall, emotional expression is really not valued. It's kind of thought of as weak. You know, it's it, all the things that are thought, you know, kind of pushed off into the, the world of the feminine. And that's, you know, life givers, we, we suffer. And, and, and so many of our women are harmed because of this belief that women are less or, you know, all the things that equal equal, um, equal women, which is emotional expression, which is nurturing, where all these things are seen as less valuable than drive, determination, doing, conquering. And of course, that's a Western way of looking at it, which has influenced so much of our communities too. So it's important to me that we bring that value back. And the best way for me to describe it was you know, as an elder from Manitoba said, there was a, a gathering of elders and they termed, they coined the term for me, the rise of the sacred feminine, that we are right now in this time called the rise of the sacred feminine. And I was like a bomb went off my head. I went, that's it. That's what I do. That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and when that happened, I was able to recognize um, that I I wanted to help people. Sorry about my dog. Jack, quit it. I was wanting to help people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you supporting me or yelling at me? <laughs> anyway, um, I was wanting people to have a context and a language for this. So I started developing these tools and classes and and events. And But of course, COVID hit. So in a way, I wanted to be able to do this live. So my lead like a goddess is, is for people of all colors, all genders. If you want to lead like a goddess and you're in a male form, that's fine, you know, but it's all about bringing value back to the sacred feminine, about learning how to express, about how to value, because many women, many really powerful women have got to their positions of power using their masculine skills and that's okay, but our bodies can't really take it. You know, how many of us are having breakdowns because we can't really do it the way men do it. And we're not supposed to. Our spirits are meant to be who we are. Right. So I, I help women 
who've been very masculine in their in their outcome or in their outlook in life or their way of being i help them value those things that have been left out so that's my lead like a goddess and i also have another one that i'm actually probably going to do first called matriarchs in training and it's not about you know spiritual matriarchal training that's for your own communities everyone but this is about um helping indigenous women lead like a goddess but that's our word is matriarchs you know so there's not many powerful words for women and for the feminine um sacred being in english so i got a goddess matriarch is very limited so (laughs) that sounds awesome i might have to i might have to uh take one of those programs when it's COVID leaves the earth. Right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I also read uh, read in your bio that that you got to be a speaker at TEDx. And Mm -hmm. you had a talk called Silent No More that reached over 126,000 views. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah, that was a a big deal. That was another one of those milestones that took a lot out of me. You know, because this was right during the time, right before the time, no, right on the time of the time of the Me Too movement, where all of a sudden violence against women hit global recognition. You know, our little corner of the globe, we're trying to talk about the missing and murdered Indigenous women. But all of a sudden, the Me Too movement exploded conversations about this. And so we were included in that. All of a sudden, we had space. And I, had no intention of talking about violence against women in my TED talk. I just didn't plan on it. I was talking about voice and expression, but when I got into it, I recognized I, I lost my voice and my, because of sexual violence in my own life. And I realized that it was this going to be this little backstory, but it's like this topic chose me. And I went, no, I don't want to talk about it publicly. Sure. My, you know, my healing circle knows, but, I don't want the world to know. But of course, that was the whole point. Then no one ever wants that to be, you know, no one wants to talk about it. That's the whole thing. So once the Me Too movement, you know, it's like they were happening at the same time. And I was being asked by spirit to be brave and to use my platform to bring even more conversation to this this, um, topic. And so I told my story and I used this platform of a TEDx talk, which is kind of a big deal. You know, it's it, I had 2,500 people in the audience watching me and now 126,000 and growing every day. So um, I allowed the topic to choose me. I did a lot of work and I, weirdly enough, I actually went through some of the symptoms that I got, you know, 25 years ago or 20, however many years ago. And I was, I sort of suffered all the same physical sensations. And it's like they came back to remind me, I have to be able to talk about this clearly. I have to help other people understand it. I have to give them a visceral experience of it. And I had another song at the end, you know, because I talk about finding my voice. <clears throat> and I, And I had this other song that I was going to, um speak about or sing and you know I got just kept getting whispered from the grandmother saying this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right and so 
I said, okay, well, if I were to write a song, I don't have a lot of time now, but if I, if I were to write a song, what would I write? And this song came spewing out of me called Silent No More, just like the title of my show or my talk. And I quickly called my co-writer, Robert Walsh, who we do all my music together. And we I managed to write this song and it's um, it was the perfect song for um for this talk you know it, it's it's goes something like this um when birds of a feather sing and take wing together a murmur becomes a roar when one plus a billion voices soar there can be silence no more I will be silent no more. Beautiful, powerful words. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. But yeah. that yeah, what an incredible opportunity to sing to to sing and to talk at, at TEDx. That's a big deal like, to get to be be a speaker on that stage and the the audience is so huge and and they they put it on YouTube and and, and it, the viewership is just, it's yeah, like you said, you're it's growing from one one twenty six. It's just that's it's just gonna keep growing, and that's it's so incredible. And and uh, I'm really proud of all the things that you've done, and you are paving the way. And it's great that that uh, you're doing it. And I want to thank you, and probably all the other musicians and actors and and writers that want to thank you too for for paving the way. And uh, you know, keep keep. Moving forward, that's all we can do as, as artists. <laughs> True, Rhonda. You too, sister. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready to sing your your second song? Sure. You know, I'm not going to sing "Silent No More" because I just gave you a little piece of that. But you know, I thought I would sing my song "Sparkle" because we're in this holiday spirit, and I'm all about you know, even in this time of such division. And it's happening within our communities, within the wider community, within the wider world. It's very painful for people. And, you know, we're not allowed to be together right now in person. So this is a song about remembering that we really are interconnected and we cannot heal without each other. Um, so this is a, a song called Sparkle, and it's all about love. It's the spark inside of you and shining your light. And when we all shine our light together we will light this world up. So this is called Sparkle. Hopefully you can hear it. You hear that? The spark of love that lit the world 2,000 years ago shone so bright Sparkles still in our hearts from above and below. So here's to love, let us sparkle. Shimmering light. It doesn't matter what you 
just as bright as mine. So let's join our hands together and share our light divine. So here's to love, let us sparkle. Here's to love, let us shine. If one by one each sparkle ignite with sparkle with shimmering light. When every heart illuminates this world will find its way. Dance break. On Zoom or on StreamYard. So I was just dancing away with you. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm so glad you're you're my 51st guest. And and uh, where can we find your music? Everything um, is on Spotify or on Apple Music. Or I also have a, on my website, andreamenard.com under The Singer. Um, you can buy my music on Bandcamp. So it's, it goes directly to me. Um, so that's where you can purchase, um, but you can listen to it and stream it on all the streaming sites. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the artists say to go to uh, to Bandcamp. That's the best way to to support all the artists. And I still have to get on Bandcamp. I, I just signed up and have to get my repertoire on there really fast. Yeah, especially <laughs> before your new song, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I want to... Um, Say comments from some of the, the viewers coming in. Efrain from uh, New Mexico, he always tunes in, and, and he 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 fans another one another artist, and he says, "Wow, beautiful music! I'm always glad I tune in. Amazing music." Thank and Tammy you. Martin says, "Bravo! Thank you. That was that was powerful." And she also says, "Beautiful." Aww, and thank you. Makes my heart smile. Thank you. Awesome. So I want to thank all oh, the viewers for tuning in tonight. And do you have any last uh, parting words before we end the show? Oh, well, you know, 
music, you know, you're doing a really good thing, Rhonda, and bringing music into everyone's home and whatever you're going through at home, folks. I'm, I'm, you always have Rhonda and, and our communities. There's lots of music. Um, there's lots of music out there. Listen to the frog radio, you know, you know, we're, there's places for you to go to listen to indigenous music. So thanks for listening. It's, you know, it matters that you guys, um, listen to our music and share it. So, and share her, share Rhonda all over the place. She's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I just want to let uh, um, the people know that our, our uh, numbers for COVID is down to zero on our, on our reserve of Opaskia Cree Nation from 80. Mm-hmm. We have at the beginning of, I believe, November, it, it spiked wow. to 80 and, and uh, over 250 recovered, and today we're down to zero because we we went on severe lockdown, and our leadership just stepped right in and and uh, you know locked down right away, and and it works, and and you know um, sanitizing, wearing a mask, social distancing, and it it really works. So uh, I hope all of, all of the uh, other communities surrounding us follow our lead and let's get the numbers down lower in Manitoba mm-hmm. and all over. Canada and around the world, and I want to thank um, I want to thank you again and Andrea for being a part of the show, even though we didn't didn't we didn't get the time zones right, but we got it right eventually. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh no worries. Uh, the, that that's the beauty of of going online. Like my show is not like a definite time. Like if I was on a network, we would be like, uh, but it would be yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty laid back and and. Uh, and it's so good to visit with all my peers and, and the musicians and to hear their stories. It's always, everyone always has a great story to tell. And I'm glad you were on and you had some great stories to share. And and especially with your journey, you've been on an amazing journey and, and keep going forward and keep paving the way for us. So uh, thank you again. And, and uh, uh, when I'll be putting one of your songs on the Indigenous music or Indigenous Spotify, uh, what was it? Indigenous Superstars Spotify playlist. So one of your songs will go on there. All the artists that I've interviewed, uh, I have got a song put on there after they after I interviewed them. So that's my call to action tonight: is to go check out the Spotify playlist and share it if you want. There's a lot of amazing songs there from from a lot of the awesome artists that I've interviewed. So I want to thank you for, again for for tuning in tonight and. My next guest is uh, Ashley Cayley. She's she hails from Ontario, and she has a beautiful, big, big voice. So I'm really excited to interview her. And she's just a young lady, and I can't wait to interview her tomorrow. So I guess it. Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar, only on Indigenous Superstars. <laughs>